Hi, this is Design Lota, the podcast about life as Indian designers. I'm Sushi and I'm Angie. We are back with part 2 of our chat with Madhuri from the Higher Worthy podcast. In part 1, we spoke about the big gap in the recruiting process for designers in tech. We addressed self-awareness, non-obvious skills and navigating ambiguous titles and job descriptions. If that would help you in your journey, do check it out. In this episode, we talk about the importance of understanding business in product design. We go through the struggles of those exhaustingly long uh, face-to-face interviews and the emotional roller coaster of the process from putting yourself out there to handling rejection. So you mentioned about a lot of designers working in services firms and services industry and now we are seeing that definitely designers need to build up on their product thinking skills. Yeah. So how would you think someone who's worked from a services background can build up that side of them of thinking holistically on the product? So product thinking, right? A very interesting product thinking that I have learned mostly is through understanding business. if you understand how a business functions can you understand what is a business model canvas when you understand a business model canvas the components of it you will understand where is the money coming from where is the money going where are they spending most of the time in who is the customer what is your product segment what's the value proposition and all of these things if you understand this you'll be able to change the design no matter where you are design is informed by this product decisions and all of these business decisions we cannot fool ourselves and say that we are not related to the business who are you working for you are working for a business right so we need to have this thought process of understanding the business when we understand the business we will design better if we don't understand the business we cannot design better we will be in a silo because the design team will be like i will make things nice and look good and make it non breakable non you know functionable and all of that but that's only till that level if you want to impact real change we will start looking at the business completely differently if you understand how the business works if business is willing to invest money and time into design why can't designers invest money and time into business okay you can't understand business at least take a mini course online at least you can understand how does a business model canvas work can you open up your own product that you're working on say you're working on lms or uh, something that is related to school related services so can you tell me who are your customers no not your persona i want to know who are your customers end of the day that is when you will truly understand how to pick up product skills because then you will get into their feet and because that person has put in a certain amount of money certain amount of thought process into all of this and then you will be like oh this person has put in money because they want to save x amount of time in doing all these tasks because my product solves all of these tasks and you should be happy if somebody is willing to invest that time and money into your product so won't you make this product better for them as a designer you have more power now because you know who is this so understand business and that's when no matter where you are from service to product to you know googles of anywhere of the world this is the biggest advantage you can have is to understand your business that's where i think product thinking comes in there's a lot more aspects but in my understanding this is the starting point my next question was about understanding if you're built to be a manager or an individual contributor or ic i think you've done an episode on this yeah, uh, yeah. about design management 
pretty much everything we are talking about today madhuri has an episode on separately so this is kind of a you know preview so whichever thing you want to know more about please go listen to the high overdy podcast yes thank you so much yeah <laughs> i actually should be disqualified for this question because i am mostly an ic and i work with my colleagues who are also very independent and fierce in their autonomy so it's more like a collaboration for me rather than you know i'm working under somebody there's nothing like that for me um so i never had this but i've had a little bit of learning on these aspects so i can probably tell you that you should test it out to know if this is for you mm-hmm. if you do not test it out you will not know it are you invested in somebody's growth that is something that you need to ask yeah. because end of the day you might bring in that person you might nurture their talent but uh, if that person is also not interested in the same level that you are then it's a win loss situation they might win because they get a paycheck and all of that it's a loss for you because you're trying to nurture somebody and then it's not going to go forward so you need to know when to quit also so i i have realized that it is not entirely for me but maybe at this point my status quo is i cannot i'm not a fan of management so it's not okay but at one point i do want to try better i do want to learn better but this is not something that it's natural to me many people uh, some people are made out to be good managers i have had the fortune of having one so i know that you know she's made out to be but mm-hmm. not for me definitely the reason i ask is also like it becomes kind of a fork in the road like you have to either pick this or this and that's how it goes that's right but like you said how you know is by doing yes, yes that is true Now I'm going to go into a little more on the whole interview process. Uh one of the things I've seen is uh we prepare for portfolio reviews how I'm going to walk through the portfolio but we also see like behavioral and situational questions. Yeah. How can someone prepare for something like that? A very interesting question because this has been a very common struggle among all hiring mm-hmm. positions, right? Because we are like, okay, I've hired this person with a great portfolio and the only way that you could understand with this person is actually devising a day-long interview process where you are collaborating with this person, you know, from morning to the evening. Otherwise, you wouldn't know, right? Like, for example, it's a very simple thing. Even if this person is hungry, right? I've seen examples where like, I'm hungry, but no, I have to finish this problem statement and I have to go. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But there are some people who are very hungry and their problem can wait. I can go have my food, I'll solve it. In. There's nothing wrong with either of them. Actually, nothing wrong. Even in an interview scenario, nothing wrong. But what ends hmm. up happening is... in a microscopic level they will look at you and say that oh for you the problem is not very important <laughs> hey, dude seriously if you are human being you are hungry you will get hangry yeah. then what will happen you'll yeah. shout at the people around you i mean it's stress testing you wantedly to see if you will get angry at the other person it makes no sense but these are the useless tests that don't work also right so what i have seen i've heard from some good people that when they pull in a person for a full day interview mm-hmm. by the first few 10 minutes they know that they're going to hire this person or not and the full day is basically to support their decision or against their decision so it, that means that means that somehow the gut feel has set in that you would be a great ad for them mm. already like they know who they're going to hire it's not judgment it's only you're trying to figure out what's the best deal for me because you have so many applications you're able to do that if you don't have so many applications you won't be able to do that 
so you need to do like a interview process one is of course the till one level is where your portfolio works after that what works is can you collaborate can mm. you talk better can you communicate i don't know if you saw that viral video on uh, communication i don't know if you saw that one person he actually shows a hand movement he basically says this is five claps i will give you five claps now turn behind and to the person next in line give him the same information okay right so by the time it comes back to the first person this person would be doing 10 claps for no reason and a different handshake <laughs> that means that is how communication happens it's nothing wrong of the 10th person nothing wrong of the first person but that is how it happens so the communication leak the understanding of how this whole thing happens can you communicate and be assertive and give give a reasoning on why is this not working can you tell me that when you get defensive they'll be able to see all of these traits mm. in a live interview session unfortunately you cannot prepare for them because what your true self will come out if you're hangry you your true self is coming out you cannot yeah. stop that and they will see the self with you if they hire you and yeah. if everything goes well everything went well but within the first 3 months you're in more scrutiny because you went through this mm-hmm. uh, i mean i've i've been in an interview where i said i'm i'm hungry i <laughs> to <laughs> take this up post lunch uh, because also the way this whole especially the on premise face to face interview thing right where you meet four or five people on the same day it's not likely that on a work day you might be so on all the time yeah. in your head like now think of an idea now think on your feet yeah. now you know whiteboarding challenge now this so it's definitely a lot and i know there's a reason why it's designed that yeah. way that process because they have you for one day maybe they've flown you over from another city or something yeah um so that's the time they have and that's the time everyone has so maybe a designer can also think that i know that this is what is asked for me so let me sleep well let me eat my breakfast yeah <laughs> have a good breakfast and then be ready day long interviews are definitely hard on everybody they're going to be hard mm-hmm. because you are sitting there uh, being scrutinized and you are like i should not make any slip up this might cost me an opportunity this is a big deal i don't know what will happen xyz but you know what end of the day whatever you are is going to come out right if you are tensed and you still manage to keep a calm exterior outside and not expecting everybody to keep it some people go bonkers and they are like i'll do this this is all i can do take it or leave it or some red flags that you don't know that are red flags will appear for your employers whereas some green flags that you think are red flags are actually great for some employers you do not know and that's where culture is a very important aspect right for example in amazon they have seven principles very detailedly opened up 7 to 8 i think 8 yeah and they say that they have seven rounds for a reason that every manager who's coming for that round is catching one principle and coming and saying are you performing against this principle so if you pass all of this then only they will then consider you for the final hr rounds and you know all of this so that's why you need that strong unbiased person and then there'll be one person who all these seven people report to and say that yes this person works out he has had a yes 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 from everybody and then only finally this is so this is a strong culture that is based on principles that say that this principle should not be broken otherwise we are not going to hire this person and that is where most of the companies fall flat because they do not have this structure set up for them that is coming and telling them this person is not biased for action i'm not going to hire this person this person doesn't have the data backing aspect 
we're not going to hire or this person has it let's hire them even if he has only 80% bias to action can we still consider him right you know so those are the aspects that only a strong culture can allow you to form and move forward and then you can also work backwards right if you know what amazon expects can't you work backwards and be like okay this is what they expect i am failing here can i improve this and it's actually a very positive experience for you too because no matter what job you go to it's going to be the same good culture will give you good results for you as a person and no matter what job you get you will still do really well i'm also talking about the questions where you're put into a, a scenario where you're told yeah. tell me about a time when there was a conflict and what did you do about it so how do you think we should approach these i think uh, end of the day every person brings in whatever they can bring in best mm-hmm. and uh, what works best every time is never highlight who is wrong who is right in a scenario always bring in context to every scenario that's why it's called contextual inter- interview for a reason bring in the context on why what went wrong is your analysis of the context exactly what you think it is or are you trying to blame something on somebody right that's what they're looking for mm-hmm. say for example many common scenarios would be like this project x rolled out in your life and maybe you didn't feel good about it that's an obvious scenario right and this project why went out and you felt awesome about it now as an interview when i ask you what was the worst situation that you ever faced in your job you can say that i didn't feel good about this project and then mm-hmm. you are basically analyzing the situation and saying that this context it was not right the premise of this product was decided based on xyz factors rather than this factors what is usually supposed to do this is how when you present a rational contextual argument we are happy to take that answer anybody who is in that position because they will yeah. they will yeah. understand that you are able to break down an answer very well hmm. if you are not able to do that then people will assume that okay you have either the tendency to blame somebody without understanding what is it that you have actually done mm-hmm. right that is why it is called a contextual situational questions so when you read about situational analysis this is a big thing in business case studies where we talk about how to analyze a context and present it yeah so if you can learn about that before your interview not like how mbas do it where they write one 20 page document no you don't need to do that you just need to understand the principles of it before you do it i myself am learning this so that i can improve my day by day communication with other people speaking about interviews knowing when to say i did this i thought of this versus then we thought we'll do this yeah when do you harp on the collaborative part of it and when do you focus and say but i was the one who came up with this okay i don't know if this is a very common thing in other organizations you have to tell me where uh, there is a time for collaboration there is a time for you going deep so you you converge and you diverge right yeah. so when that is the situation you know that when you have converged you have gotten these xyz aspects from the converge and when you diverge you did abc things and you bought back and added it to the xyz right so it's xyz abc and all of these six aspects is what you're going to converge further on and they're going to become much more clearer and you know the design mm-hmm. is going to develop from there so i assume that when you do these aspects like in the putting in a portfolio or any of these things you need to share the thought process very clearly that this was a team effort of 20 people or 
25 people that also shows that you worked in a team of 20 25 people that's not wrong that's very good because then when i'm considering you for my job i will not have questions on have you worked on my size of companies and teams right then it will be easier for you also so that's what mm-hmm. i think should be okay if you were a team of one please say that you're a team of one and there's nothing wrong in fact mm-hmm. you might attract better opportunities if you're a team of one because they are really like, oh you did from this to this so you should come and work for me that's the kind of thing nobody is a team of one in big companies everybody has a big team around them they're working with something and you always having that part that you have dealt with right mm-hmm. i have done this x research this led to y output with the researchers gave me this x output i did this z output it's okay tell people hmm. that you did this okay you don't know how to do research but whatever research you did did you convey that at least right so that's something that i think designers or product managers should be able to convey to everybody that's helpful i want to move into the next aspect you tweeted i think recently about the emotional aspects of a job search yeah Yes, yes. I feel we need to hear more about that part of it. It can be a roller coaster, right? Like what you face at different stages of the job uh, yeah. seeking process. So some of the things I can think of are like that whole imposter syndrome thing, the level of confidence you have, comparison and handling rejection. So any experience or any stories you have? Yeah, thinking about that, right? Like a very interesting aspect about job search I've heard from one of our designers was where they had to kind of prove to every single person that this is me, this is me, this is me, this is me, right? It is like you apply to 20 applications and 20 times you have to tell people that this is me. Imagine how that would take the toll on you that you have to keep proving that i i am good at what i'm doing i am selling the right things the toughness with which you say it also matters because there is always somebody who's going to one up you and say that i am better than you because in the market there will be a lot of people who will be playing for the same level as you which you apply for in that organization so we should not feel dejected that we might not get of course i myself will feel the pain sometimes where like okay i'm not doing enough in terms of what i'm doing with whatever content or whatever design that i'm doing i keep feeling that oh, not done enough not done enough i i can do this better but reserve that for another time right like for example i remember we discussing where after finishing the interview you hadn't got you had got the great feedback from that manager and you wanted to improve that instantly into your next interview because you had that thought process that i reflect upon the feedback and then you put it down and then you went to the next interview with this thought process so have that documentation so that you don't feel that okay i have just consumed that you know negative impression and it's going to take over my whole life no in experience school we're doing some neuroscience class for the students so i've been part of those sessions where i'm training some of the modules where i'm also going through as a student in neuroscience we learned that your negative experiences are 9x more deeper they go into you 9x deeper than a positive experience that means your rejection your trying to prove somebody there could be that hope is actually diminishing every single time you get a no and that goes in 9x for it means for you to hear something positive you need to go 10x this could be applied literally anywhere in your life like mm-hmm. if you want to tell your mom that what you cooked is great you have to tell her 10 times otherwise she will not believe you you have seen this happen right so when if it is bad you tell them once 9 years you might hear about it 
that's the reason why you be very clear that okay if something is coming at you and you feel it's negative at least understand get comfort in the fact that you do take on negative feedback nine times more than positive feedback and it's okay sometimes you do get negative feedback because you are not a fit for them probably you are not a fit for them but if this happens over a recurring pattern of five to six jobs you need to relook and say what is it that i am doing differently that i'm not able to secure this opportunity can you change it right i myself had a behavior of quickly acting upon whatever comes into my mind i don't stop pause and reflect so now it is a lot of restraint from my side to hold it and then pause it reflect it and then send it out it, it is a long process in my opinion but for somebody this process is so natural so that mental toughness that we have in terms of how we deal with these aspects comes from understanding where you are why you are and what's happening understand context 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 that's all we need to look at and always remember the fact that it take nine times versus one time and then instantly you will be like okay i'm overreacting chill yeah fine yeah that that's what so i tend nowadays i tend to go that side and i feel better after understanding that okay at least i tell myself i have better so so that is what i think you need to understand as a mental toughness for anything not just job search mm-hmm. for every aspect yeah. of your life yeah yeah so what's your go to advice to job seekers designers at different levels especially at a time like this uh when we're going through a recession and a time of layoffs uh, happening as well yeah i mean yeah it's sad definitely we're going through layoffs mm-hmm. but uh, it's very important we view our situation from a little higher level it can be hard but trust me if you view it from a little higher level unfortunately all of us are cogs in this economic machine right we are those cogs that are running this buying selling demand supply gap and when the demand is low obviously the supply even though it's high your uniqueness that you provide as a designer or a product manager is going to go down because there are many people like you and that's when the demand can pick and choose the cherries and they can leave the rest it is sad and if you can you cannot be a me too anymore i am also a ui designer cannot work anymore so that's when the only way that you can write this out as being visible being visible is one of the most important things that i would tell everybody to do which is yeah. you know hey if you are working as a designer show your work out we mm-hmm. have some great examples from india itself like johnny meno hardik pandya all of them they consistently showing their work out there where you make everybody who feels like hiring will be the first person to think of you are available so let me go ask you don't do this when you don't have a job to and stop it as soon as you get a job done consistently do it mm-hmm. proof of work is very important if i don't show you proof of work how would you know that i exist mm-hmm. there are hundreds of designers out there hundreds of uh, developers out there hundreds of product managers out there what is making you stand out have you worked in the companies that is making you stand out okay maybe you haven't okay i don't know you you are amazing talent at this unknown company okay fine can you at least do some blogs can you ensure that you have talked to some people do you have some youtube videos of you out there that people feel that you're valuable to talk to do you have probably a podcast come do another podcast it's okay because your perspective is how you can drive it so proof of work is very mm. important 
you need to know what is that you are offering and somebody will figure out what to take mm. from you mm. can you offer it more openly if you sit on a corner and i have to discover you that's not going to happen unless until you work for a awesome company like a g mafia or something it's not going to happen mm. Yeah. Hmm. I was also going to ask you of about personal branding but glad you mentioned this in this way because this is what personal branding looks like for designers right like what is proof of work who are you show me uh, with your work yes um, yeah I I want you to give a note about what Hayawati is trying to do and uh, what you're doing what you're excited about well uh, so Hayawati is trying to ensure that every person who is a designer product manager is enabled with the right information so that they can go do their best work we are thinking of coming up with you know a lot of things that would help more designers and product managers coming in the form and that's the reason being it's there are not many people who are taking this approach you need mm-hmm. to know what are the gaps if i approach it like a design problem i know that these are the gaps that are happening right now so i want to help designers and product managers to figure out their point is figure out how to go get better and just overall just have fun doing your work you should not be sitting there and feeling bad on why they get into product management is the dot please don't do that work yeah. do something else yeah so that's what i think is the whole aspect okay. of hyperthy Great. Thank you so much Madhuri. This has been incredibly useful and uh, I'm sure it's going to help out a lot of designers and even recruiters. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Yeah. I was surprised by how much structure there is within the chaos that is design recruitment. Knowing your point A and also learning about the values and culture of a potential employer can help clear up the fog when you're walking this path. what might be a dream company for one designer may not even align with what another designer wants hmm. your unique career path is defined by your skills and how you've used them so i think making that your purpose can be fulfilling because it's about how you keep growing and the future of work is also evolving right especially hmm. in the yeah. past couple of months with the covid-19 situation more companies are opening up their minds to remote work and it's interesting to see the new possibilities that are opening up with collaboration inclusion and impact yep that's true and there are a lot more facets to the design career uh, we've put together some helpful resources that you can find on our blog designlota.com hey listeners do you have a burning question about your design career tweet to us at designlota and we'll try to hook you up with resources Also do head over to the Hayawadi podcast by Madhuri where you'll find some real conversations that help you out. You can find the references and transcript for this episode on our blog designlota.com. Stay tuned for more conversations about life as Indian designers. Until then, bye. bye.